you really, really think that moving to another country, things are going to be so different and maybe you're going to be a little bit different, but wherever you go, you're always met with yourself and the same things that you were dealing with in another country. And no matter how much you change on the external, it's not until you change the internal that it really starts to show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Reif, and this podcast covers lifestyle, travel, mindset, manifestation, and entrepreneurship. Now, you know it also is covering spirituality lately, and so I'm going to add that to the intro very soon. Stay tuned. There's a lot going on behind the scenes for the podcast. We're revamping the music. I'm revamping the graphics. You've probably already seen those. I'm really putting a lot of effort into the podcast because it is really my creative outlet. I feel like this is the spot that I come to share my thoughts, share my feelings, have incredible conversations with people. And it's just so much fun that I'm really putting more attention on the podcast this year. And truly your feedback is what drives this podcast. So if there are topics you want to hear about, there are things you want me to cover anything, let me know. Because again, I shape a lot of the content based on what you guys are loving listening to. Now I keep seeing a lot of feedback around spirituality, money, business. And so that's why I keep talking about these things because I think they truly are, are all intertwined. I don't think they're all separate from each other, which I talk about a lot in recent episodes. And it's something I talk about today with my client turned friend, Georgia Ferraris. Georgia is a creative healer and a holistic guide. She offers recipes, programs, creative direction, and one-on-one coaching. And her tagline is all about becoming your own expert on you, which I freaking love because she really is all about doing what makes you feel good. She is an incredible person. She's Australian. So you're going to hear her Australian accent, which I'm obsessed with. And we kind of lived very similar lives, just in opposite areas. Like I was a nanny back in Australia and I was American and she is an Australian living in America. And we had such similar stories where she started her business during the pandemic. She was nannying and now things are blowing up. Like she has blown up on TikTok. She created a program that is all about supporting your healthy lifestyle called the holistic compass. I mean, it is crazy to see the 180 she has done in just a few months. And why I wanted to have her on was actually to talk about how you can truly heal yourself by working on yourself and not letting your past define you. When Georgia and I started talking, we realized we both used to be pretty crazy party girls. And I don't know that a lot of people, if you're a brand new listener, would really know this about me because I'm always talking about, you know, health and wellness and spirituality and business. And I'm living in Germany and talking about meditating and walking. And if you actually knew me even four years ago, that's not who I was. Maybe even a few years ago, now that I think about it, I used to party very hard. I mean, I went to FSU. If anybody knows Florida State, that is a crazy university. It's always voted like the top party school. I was in Greek life. I partied very hard. I took that partying with me into Chicago when I worked there in corporate America, partied even harder because then I had money. (laughs) So I had money to party harder. And then I just kept partying even more when I would travel. And by the way, I'm not against partying at all. Like things just opened up here in Germany and I'm like ready to go out and party, but I'm talking about the partying that leaves you empty. The partying that 
you're going trying to fill a void and you just get so drunk, so block out, so just disconnected from who you are. And the next day you just regret everything. And you're like, who am I? What am I doing here? How did I get here? Why is this happening? And then you just rinse and repeat every weekend. That's the type of partying I was doing. And that's something that Georgia and I really connected on because now we almost don't recognize ourselves from those eras where we are truly people now that respect our mind, our body, our thoughts, our healing journeys. And I really wanted to talk about that with her today. So we get into everything from her background to where she is today, to what she's learned about herself her own spiritual awakenings, which are crazy. Georgia is like definitely psychic and is coming into these gifts, which is so beautiful to watch because she's so tapped in. And she's just like, she's a fiery energy. I remember looking at her Instagram being like, oh, she seems soft-spoken and like very like gentle. And we get on a call and one of our first calls working together and she was just so fiery and lit up. She's a manifesting generator and she was like ready to go. She turned around her whole program within a month. And I was like, wow, this girl is going to make serious fucking waves in the industry because she's not limiting herself to one thing. Like right now she is doing her holistic guide, but also is a creative healer and offers one-on-one coaching and creative direction because she used to be a photographer. So it's like, she knows her shit and she knows that she can help you in multiple ways. And that's what I love about her. If you guys have been listening to this podcast, even the last month, I always talk about just doing what you want and making it work for you. And I think Georgia is a perfect embodied example of what that's all about. So I don't want to give too much of the story away. So we will dive in very soon, but just a heads up about work. I am actually opening a few one-on-one spots to work with me. So I have been launching a lot of group programs recently, like spirituality for messy people. And then I did a program earlier this year and I'm always kind of doing group things here and there. And where I really thrive is one-on-one. Georgia is one of my one-on-one clients. And I just realized I really love one-on-one work. And I love when the girls all connect in a mastermind call. So I've decided to open up several one-on-one spots. And those can be either for business or mindset coaching or podcast coaching. Now, the reason I do those separately is because podcasting really is its own kind of beast. You have to not only strategize about what the podcast is, but recording, interviewing, storytelling, booking guests, reaching out, editing, all that stuff. That really is a whole different container than business and mindset coaching, where we're trying to really help you understand your mindset in business and how to get something off the ground, understanding the exchange of money as energy. And really that is what that mindset and business coaching is for. So if you do want to work with me, you can either head to my website, which is at chelsearife.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram and I can send you a link. There's an application to work together for mindset and business coaching, the podcast coaching. You can either shoot me an email info at chelsearife.com or again, DM me at Chelsea Rife, and we will sort that out. But as soon as those spots are filled, then I will be closing that enrollment until everybody's agreements are almost over, which will probably be in four to six months. So yeah, if you're interested in working together, I would absolutely love the opportunity. It has been one of my greatest pleasures this year truly is helping people one-on-one because I can give you my full attention I truly feel now as a reflector, I'm understanding what it means where I'm really reflecting back to people, their gifts and illuminating that path for you. I am not ever going to be someone that tells you something you already don't know about yourself. And I think Georgia is a good example. Georgia knew exactly what she wanted to do and what she was capable of. She just needed some like illumination or some confirmation or validation 
And that's what I was there to do. And why you're seeing her blow up that has nothing to do with me and everything to do with her owning her gifts. So again, one-on-one is open right now and you can just shoot me a DM at Chelsea Rife or email me info at chelsearife.com. And of course, visit my website at chelsearife.com. All right, with that, let's dive into today's episode. What is up, everybody? I am so excited about today's guest. It is a client turned friend who also has a very weird story that's very similar to mine. And I'll get into that in a second. But Georgia, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I was saying the weird story thing because you ended up being an Australian living in America and nannying. And I was an American living in Australia and nannying. And you found me through my podcast. We kept in touch and now we work together. And I'm like, how did we have such similar stories? And now it's like, we started talking. I'm like, wait, it's beyond the nanny thing. We have similar backgrounds, similar paths. And I just can't wait to get into it today. I know me too. I couldn't believe it either. I was like, we're like mirrors for each other, but the opposite. (laughs) Yes. And I have to say this. I don't even know if you know this, Georgia, but when you reached out to me, I was like, oh, she's like this soft-spoken, probably like quiet girl, just based on your aesthetic. And our first call, you were like this fiery energy. Like you're like, I want to do our first call right now. Like I'm ready to launch a program tomorrow. I'm like, this girl is on fire and you have blown the fuck up on TikTok with your new program. I'm like, you have this fire energy that I'm just like, so inspired by you. Like it's incredible. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think when I was ready to work with you, it was like, I call myself the bull- bulldozer sometimes <laughs> because if I get my mind on something and you know, cause you see it. Yeah. I just go full steam ahead. And so I was like, yes, this is, this is what I need. Georgia is definitely full steam ahead. She's like, I have an idea. And the next day it's like up on her website, ready to go. People are booking. I'm like, okay, I love that. But I want to get into your backstory because obviously this is a new season of life. And I I know it wasn't always like this. And that's why we wanted to talk today because we do have very similar backstories of being like pretty crazy party girls and then found our inner creative geniuses, our inner health and wellness, you know, being our own gurus. Now we're turning into business women. And I'm just curious, like, take us back to baby Georgia. Like, how was it growing up in Australia? And when did you really start getting into the party scene? Party Girl Georgia kind of started after high school because the drinking age in Australia is 18. So that's when everybody starts going out. And I was working as a professional photographer. So that led me to a lot of nightlife connections. And yeah, that's kind of how baby Georgia got into that scene. Before that, I was just like very just quiet, like under the radar, just going through life, very connected to the ocean and the beach lifestyle and just Australian lifestyle is very laid back. So yeah, when I turned 18, it was kind of trying to find myself and dealing with a lot of internal struggle. Like I didn't know at the time, but I definitely had anxiety and depression and I was seeking out other things to kind of fill that void and distracting myself from myself. That's definitely relatable. I know for me, I felt like I got heavily into drinking when I was always trying to run away from something, especially as I got older in my twenties and started making like real money at my job. It just 
became like more of a reason to spend more money on alcohol and, and go to like bigger bars and just drink more and more and do like drink during the week even. And I remember at some point just feeling so empty. And so I'm curious, like some people start out partying and it's fine. And for you, like, why did it become a problem? Like, what was the partying like that you shifted into health and wellness? It went on for like quite a few years. Like, it's just very normal there. Like you go, like drinking is a part of Australian culture. Like you go out instead of a coffee. Well, I mean, you can go out for coffee, but it's usually down to the pub after work. Like it's great because it's very social and like, there's a lot of community within that lifestyle. But I just found like, you know, going out three nights a week, especially during uni as well, like going out on a Wednesday night, having an 8am class the next day. It just got to a point where I was about 21 and I started getting all these health problems arise. And I started seeing a naturopathic doctor because my gut health had gotten so bad. I was like waking up during the night, running to the bathroom to throw up at like 3am, terrible acid reflux. Like I had little energy. Everything was just going, not going very well for me. So that, that was kind of my reality check when my body physically rejected everything. I was like, something's wrong. So I booked an appointment that day. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize your health issues had gotten to a point where you were physically ill, like in the middle of the night and, and throwing up. And I'm curious, like we obviously know alcohol and partying has an effect on our bodies, but was it just the alcohol or were you eating badly and not sleeping? Like what was your lifestyle like at that time? So I was just, I was partying a lot and working a lot. I was really into like my masculine energy, very career focused with my photography and chasing all my goals. But through that, I was trying to find myself while also running away from myself. It was this really interesting parallel. And yeah, when I got to that point of like throwing up in the middle of the night, I was not eating properly. It was probably forgetting to eat and then binging on a lot of food and you know, having a lot of coffee and spicy food and just everything started disagreeing with me. And especially drinking from a really young age, like the legal drinking age is 18, but you start quite a bit before that. So at that point, I think it was just the hard alcohol all the time stripped away at my gut health. So I developed a lot of food sensitivities as well, which is still affecting me now, like 10 years later. Wow. Yeah. The, the partying in, in college, I know you guys call it uni. I love that. It's <laughs> so different. Like I remember truly blacking out. And when I say blacking out, I'm not saying that to be funny. Like I'm talking about blacking out, do not remember things. I would do that like two times a week, no issues. And I thought that was normal and like funny. And looking back, I'm like, you know, blacking out is the part of your brain that shuts off and starts stops making memories. Like that's what a blackout is. And I'm like, wait, when I learned that term, I realized I'm literally shutting my, a part of my brain down just from drinking so hard on top of Adderall. I would take Adderall all the time to study. That was normal as if it was like a coffee and just getting into harder and harder things throughout college to the point where when I started working, I didn't like do as much Adderall and all these other things, but again, I was partying pretty hard. And as you're talking about the issues you had, it's making me realize a lot of my health issues throughout my twenties were all stemming from how badly I treated my body during college, eating like Jimmy John's at 3am, Taco Bell at 4am, like so such bad food and hangover food, you know what I like cheeseburgers at 10am to like kill the hangover. And 
no wonder. Yeah. That doesn't just like disappear overnight. It's crazy that you just said it's affecting you 10 years later. Yeah. I'm consistently working on my gut health. (laughs) It's definitely been a journey, but I totally relate. Like in the moment, everybody around you is doing it. And I, a lot of why I wanted to talk about this was because nobody told me that that wasn't really okay. I mean, maybe people did like in passing, but it was always like older family members who I was just like, I know what I'm doing. But to hear it from like nobody my age was really telling me, hey, Georgia, that's probably not a good idea because I was doing the same, like going out to festivals, doing God knows what and leading up into really bad situations that were quite traumatic. So it's definitely like not only the health issues, but looking back at some of those really bad situations that I got myself into because of my actions. I just hope that I can help other people avoid those, especially younger girls. Oh my God. Yeah. Like you said, it's it's just normal when it's the the pure, it's not even peer pressure. It's everybody's doing it. Like it doesn't feel unnatural to be blacking out and doing crazy things and pushing your body beyond its physical and health limits because that's like accepted, which is so funny. I was talking to my boyfriend about this recently. I'm like, isn't it funny how alcohol literally doesn't have like one good benefit outside of making you more like exhibitionist type of thing, but we do it so socially. It's like, let's all drink poison. That makes us make bad decisions, black out, do stupid shit. Like it's, it still blows my mind that that's like our major socialization factor. Yeah. Especially during like a quite a developmental age where there's a whole bunch of other external factors that are affecting your mental state. But I mean, I do believe that there are people who can just have a nice drink and a a great relationship with alcohol because I see that within a lot of my friendships. But I think evaluating your own personal relationship with alcohol, like I always tell the people around me, I don't care that like you drink or you're about your relationship. I just care about my own. And these are just my personal decisions. Like I, I live a pretty sober life now, but yeah, I'm never like judgmental or not open to the trying it again. Right. It's, it's all personal. And to your point, people do have healthy relationships and have a few drinks and all good. And for me, I knew I was overdoing it. Like I said, like blacking out twice a week is not normal. Blacking out was like, the least I was doing. And then again, abusing my body with Adderall and no sleep. And oh, just, it makes me like sick to think that that's how I operated for four years. And I'm curious, you mentioned like you didn't think it was a problem. So at what point did it become a problem? Was it someone, something like, tell us what really woke you up to realizing, holy shit, I, I shouldn't be doing this anymore. It was when I was living in Hawaii and I had been out to somewhat like a festival and done a bunch of things that got me into a really shitty situation. And I then heard a few weeks later that somebody died doing the same thing that I was doing. And I was like, um, that doesn't sound quite right. Like how come I was doing that and I was fine. And I didn't even think about it in the moment that I could have been putting my life at risk. And then it made me really, really realize. And this was after I had had all these health issues that I was trying to work on. I was still almost in denial about my own behavior and still really not nurturing the relationship with myself. Wow. I just got chills when you said someone died from doing the same thing you were doing. And it does put you into a wake up call where you're like, holy shit, that that was me a few weeks ago. And so was it an immediate change? Like we hear some of these things sometimes 
but it still doesn't prompt us to make change. We're like, oh, I'll be more careful or I won't do it as much. So what was like the part that made you take action to truly want to change? Uh, it was probably when I, I was in a relationship with my boyfriend at the very beginning. He was the first person that really made me question it. Cause he was like, Hey, like you can do what you want, but this isn't a great way to treat your body and yourself. So I don't know if I can be with someone who does this. And I was like, what do you mean? And then I thought, and I was like, nobody's like, I'm on the other side of the world for my family. Like nobody's checking on this type of behavior. Cause they're not around to see it. Like, of course they're checking in on me, but it wasn't until I was, that was brought up to my attention from somebody I deeply cared about and loved. And it wasn't judgmental. It was just like a, yeah, a wake up call. It sounded like he did it in a really loving way. Like you said, of just like you do you, but, but it's not going to be like a relationship that I'm in. And so when you heard that, how did it make you feel? I was like shocked, angry. And then I was like, oh my God, nobody's ever said this to me. Like, what have I been doing? And then it kind of just was this huge realization of the things that I'd been struggling with. And like, how could I have moved to the other side of the world and still be facing the same shit that I was in Perth? Like I left because I was feeling like there was more to life and that I had reached like a peak there within my career, but I was very unhappy. Like I was earning a lot of money. I lived by myself. Like everything was great on the outside, but I knew that there was more. And my intuition was telling me like, there's something for you in Hawaii. Like you need to go there. And everybody in my life was like, you're a dual citizen, like with America. So why don't you live in America for a bit? And then when I went there, it was, you really, really think that moving to another country, things are going to be so different. And maybe you're going to be a little bit different, but wherever you go, you're always met with yourself and the same things that you were dealing with in another country. And no matter how much you change on the external, it's not until you change the internal that it really starts to show. Oh my God. I'm like furiously nodding my head because like Georgia said earlier, I really feel like we mirror each other. Like that is exactly what I felt same thing. I was just a bit older working in corporate America, again, living by myself, making really good money, peak of my career, partying really hard, feeling so empty. And I remember thinking, I'm going to move to the UK and start a new life. Like that was my dream. I was like, I'm going to move to London. I'm going to start a new life. I actually even talked to my workplace to like try and transfer me over there. And I was like, I'm just going to become a new person. I'm going to become healthy. And I actually went to my therapist with this whole plan of like, I'm moving to the UK. And she was like, okay. And like, what's the appeal? I was like, to just start over. And she was like, your environment will change, but like your brain and your nervous system and your thoughts aren't just going to become brand new because you change locations. And I was really like mad at her. I was like, what do you mean? Like, yes, they will. And I do think there's something to be said about a new environment, right? Like a fresh start. But it wasn't until I moved to Australia, which I know exactly what you're talking about, where I thought I'm going to touch down, become a new person. And all of a sudden I was like working the same hours I did in corporate America, doing the same shit, dating the same fuck boys, blacking out. I'm like, this is what I was doing in America. Like, how did this happen? So it sounds like, again, you went through the exact same thing and you're like, it doesn't matter that my like environment change. I'm still the same person. So when your boyfriend had said that to you, what was the very first thing you did to like get help or change? Like, was it, I know you talked about the naturopathic doctor, but like, were you like, okay, here's the plan. Or was it like a slow and steady kind of 
gradual transformation? Yeah, I definitely say it was gradual because I would still party. I worked at like, it's so funny because just a side note, like we always talk about manifestation and I had manifested like moving to Hawaii ever since I was 15. I was like, I need to move to Hawaii one day. This is an amazing place. I love it so much. But in the year leading up to moving up to Hawaii, I had said, I don't care what I do. I don't care if I'm like a waitress, like uh, earning minimum wage right on the beach in Hawaii. I'm going to be so happy. And what did I do? My first job there was earning minimum wage as a host right on the beach in Waikiki. And I was like, wow, maybe I could have used some (laughs) different language um, (laughs) because I really got what I asked for. But bringing it back to what you said, I was still partying a lot, but my lifestyle was slowly transitioning because I lived in Hawaii for a year and a half and then moved out here to Seattle, Washington. And it wasn't until like two months before the pandemic hit. So last January, I was really still fighting that internal struggle of like, I need somebody to tell me exactly what to do with like my mind and my body and all of that, like looking for all these external sources to fix me. But really, I just needed to connect with my inner knowing and become my own expert on me. Yeah. So in January, I was thinking about joining the Integrative Institute of Nutrition, IAN, where I got my health coaching certificate from. And I started in February and then that's kind of when the pandemic hit. And then because things weren't open, my relationship with alcohol, I really evaluated it because I was like, "Mm, I'm good not doing that. And I'm good not doing everything else. Like, and so definitely over the past year, I've seen a lot of transformation internally it's been crazy. And I feel like even having the idea to get a health coaching certification, I mean, that's a big investment, not only like energetically, but like to go from partying really hard to being a health coach, like what, what really prompted the health coaching path? I was really inspired by people online. And every time I looked at their about me page, it was always that they'd studied at IAN. And I was like, this course must have something magical in it because all of these people, they have like very interesting stories about prior to getting this certification, they experienced some health struggle. And then now that they're like a living example of what I'd look up to and what I'd aspire to be like. And the course was so crazy because every week I was met with a module that actually really mirrored what I was going through. It was really crazy. And so that gave me all of the tools that I needed to educate myself. And so I just coached myself first throughout that program. And then that really taught me all of the tools that have transformed my lifestyle now to what it is today. And another big part about last year was that I went through this huge spiritual awakening in November. And that has given me so many more tools. Yes. Oh my God. And you know, we're going to get into that. I've been diving deep into spirituality and I'm so excited to get into that. And I'm curious about the health piece of like before when you were in your party girl phase, I know you're talking about how gut health was so bad. Like walk us through what a day of eating would be like prior to this whole health coaching journey. I keep thinking back to when I was a photographer working in a studio. I'd like wake up, rush to work, 
Um, I'd have like a huge coffee and a bagel, like with chicken and mayo. And it was so good. Like I still think about that, but I have an egg allergy that I have just recently discovered yet. I've been eating eggs for how long, like getting chronic inflammation, all of this stuff. So I recommend if you're having any inflammation or any symptoms that you can't find the answer to get a food sensitivity test, because that really gave me a lot of answers. I'd go through really long periods of not eating as well. So I'd like have like the breakfast and then I'd have that like afternoon slumps. So of course it was like another coffee and maybe something sugary because I just wasn't understanding my body's cues. And then post that, I realized that working with my naturopath, I'm supposed to eat at like two to three hour intervals during the day, just to support my blood sugar levels. Because he was like, if you continue to do this, your blood sugar levels are not they're not supported. You're going to develop type two diabetes. And that was another huge waking call at wake up call. Yes. I was like, well, I don't want to do, I don't want to develop that because he was pulling up all my blood work. Like everything was pointing in that direction. So that's when I really found the link between food and my health. Like food is a tool of nourishment. Absolutely. And to start self-coaching yourself on health and changing your lifestyle So what did it start looking like? Like what was the difference between what you were doing in those photographer days versus post certification? Now I'm definitely, I've strengthened my relationship with my body's cues. So like I I'm eating at those intervals that I know that my body craves food. Cause I think beforehand I was looking at like calories and I was looking at like two specifically, like what was in each thing that I was eating. And Now it's like, okay, well, what do I actually need for energy? Am I getting a wide range of nutrients? I definitely eat a lot more plant-based now, but I think it's just realizing also living cyclically. So like working with my cycle, what do I know will benefit my body this week? Because it's going to defer each week. Cycle tracking is like the most underrated thing that women can do. Like, I don't know why we don't learn about it in school as like an actual course, because once I learned about it, it's like, it changed the game. It changed how I do business. It changes how I look at my body. It's like, it's a superpower. And I'm glad you brought that up because I really think women don't consider that as part of like why their health might be not where they want it to be. And getting in tune with like your body's natural rhythms can obviously be a game changer. So it sounds like you just became so much more, like you said, in tune with your body. It wasn't just like following, okay, I need to like wake up and like you said, chug a coffee and eat a bagel. It's like, well, what do I, what do I need today? And so walk us through today. Like, let's say this morning, I want you to walk us through everything like breakfast, lunch, dinner, not only what you eat, but like when people hear body cues, I don't even think they know what that means. Like, are you feeling something? Is it like a thought? Is it just like, hot or cold. Like I want to hear what body cues mean to you. So when I wake up, I, my first thing that I do is hydrate and I'm also focusing on my gut health still. So I take my probiotic. I make sure I have like two big glasses of water before I touch coffee. And so then I, I have my coffee in the morning and I love making a smoothie in the morning. And it just depends on what I'm feeling that day. There's always going to be like antioxidants in there like berries and cacao and banana. And sometimes there'll be like a nut butter. Yeah. So just like a nice blend. And then I'll eat some avocado toast like two hours later. 
And I try to not eat avocado toast, but I have an addiction. It's like any cafe you go to in Australia, there's always going to be smashed avo and toast. And when I moved to America, I was like, what do you mean? Like, this isn't a thing here. And yeah, it's just so funny because anyone that knows me knows I I have it. And the days that I don't have it, I miss it. Anyway, that's my (laughs) avocado toast obsession. And yeah. So then lunchtime, it just depends. I like to prepare like about three to four meals every time I cook. So yesterday I had made like a nice, um, carbonara. And so I'd done like, uh, like a cashew, like creamy sauce. I'd done mushrooms, asparagus, and yeah, that's what I I'll have like dinner and then I'll have like the leftovers the next day or some like tacos I'll quickly whip up. But I think it's just people often look at pasta and like other types of food as bad food. And I really, really don't see like food as bad. Like, yes, if it's heavily processed and it's got all a bunch of like crazy ingredients that you can't pronounce. But when you start eating whole foods and when you're in, when you know what food sensitivities you have and what your body can easily process. So for me, that's like brown rice based pasta because I'm sensitive to gluten and a whole bunch of other things. I think it's just knowing, doing like a bit of experimentation with yourself to see, Hey, how do I feel after that meal? Did it energize me? Am I feeling a bit more fatigued? So keeping that in mind, and I try to eat light to heavy throughout the day, just because it supports my energy type, but you could be completely different. And that's the best thing about all of this. It's really figuring out what works for you because we're all bio-individual at the end of the day. So a one size doesn't fit all. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought up like, how do you feel after? I think that was when I started evaluating my health was I had a huge cheeseburger one time for lunch and I like felt like I was going to die at dinner. Like I couldn't go out to eat with my family. I was like keeled over. I, I couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, the only weird thing I did today was eat this like really greasy processed cheeseburger from this restaurant. And I was, I felt like literally ill and I'm like, why don't I ever pay attention to that? Like, it's not normal to feel like you're going to pass out after a meal or throw up or your burp or all these things. And it actually, I talk, I think I've talked about this on my podcast. It's very embarrassing, but I used to burp so much and like thought that that was so normal. And it wasn't until a company retreat that I roomed with a coworker and they're like, you were literally burping like all night in your sleep. And I'm like, what? Like, and I thought it was just kind of like, whatever, that's just me. And then I was like, this is a problem. And I finally realized this is all linked to food. Like I used to get really bad skin rashes too. And I know that was like from partying and not sleeping and treating my body like shit. And it's like, you said earlier, food is the medicine. Like food is what is going to change that inner, that inner piece that will end up affecting how you look on the outside. Definitely. Yeah. Once you start healing your inside, it definitely shows on the outside. When I was partying, I had terrible acne, always bloated. I mean, I had the terrible acid reflux, no energy, like heavily reliant on coffee and eating things that I'm allergic to. So it was, yeah, you could definitely see that on the outside. And then now it's just crazy because I feel like I look so much healthier, at least for me, than back then. Like I look at photos now and I'm like, oh no, like I just want to, a lot of what I do now today is fueled by the girl, even up to January last year. Like I want to go back in time and help myself 
and guide her to what I've realized today. And so if I can do that for anyone else through my work, uh, that's the aim. And yes, you look so healthy, like skin's glowing, plump, hair's like flowing like a lion's mane. And I'm like, you really look healthy. And I think that is a testament to all the work that you've done inner and outer. And I want to talk about the spiritual awakening because we do know that that spiritual side can play a huge role in how you feel. So walk us through, like, what, what made you even realize this is a spiritual awakening? So I felt like it was coming because it was almost like the knock on the door was getting louder and louder. So I was ignoring my intuition for a very long time. And it wasn't until that my intuition starts to take over in responses. So I'll like completely close off. And that's when I'm not honoring what's going on in the inside, not setting boundaries. All of these things were becoming apparent in my life. And so I started doing a lot of meditation last year because I'm obviously in America and because of the pandemic, I can't go back to Australia. It's so expensive. There's so many different hoops to jump through. We don't even need to get into that, but I was feeling really depressed and I was just in bed. I was unemployed in a country I'm not from isolated in an apartment. And it got to a point where I was like, it's either going to be like this, or I can do something to help myself. It's either lay in bed all day or start doing anything I can to make me feel a bit better. And so I started getting into meditation and I tried meditation previously, but I really do think it's finding a style that works for you. And maybe that's through finding a guided meditation from somebody who you really admire or somebody that just gets it. So I started doing guided meditations and the more I got comfortable surrendering and actually sitting there and working through it, I do a lot of visualization types of meditation because I'm so in my head all the time, wild imagination. So that really helped me. And I went to Hawaii actually in November for Thanksgiving and I went to a full moon circle and we did Kundalini and I don't think I'd ever done Kundalini before. And apparently when you you do it for the first time, it awakes this energy within you. And so when I came back from my trip, it was like things had completely shed from my life that I had been wanting to shed, but it, it just effortlessly came off and away. And then I really started going deep into the inner work And I was like meditating three times a day because I was like, I cannot function unless I tap in. (laughs) Otherwise it's just depression. So yeah, I just started doing all of that, journaling a lot and through going within, it was like all of these other senses started to arise. And I was like, wait, that's what intuition is. Wait, that's what like the Claire senses are. I didn't realize this is what it is. This has been with me my whole life. Like, what do you mean? And so now I, especially I'm like really working on, um, grounding myself because I do have a lot of abilities to do some of these things, but right now I'm focusing on grounding so that I can go (laughs) up. (laughs) 
I literally feel like we lived parallel lives. Like this is the same exact thing that happened to me in Australia. I was also couldn't fly home middle of pandemic, so expensive. And I was like, I have no choice, but to like make something out of this experience started like eating a bit healthier, started meditating, started doing Pilates outside in the sunshine and weirdly enough, like one of the most joyous times I felt in Australia was during that, which makes no sense. It was like I was literally making no money in the middle of a pandemic, but I was so in tune with my body. And I remember like smiling, making my morning coffee and like texting my mom being like, this is what I feel like joy feels like, like finding magic in the smallest of things, like nothing's happening, but I feel so like vibrant in my body and my soul, because again, I was putting so much effort into myself. And again, I'm like, were we living the same lives? Just like, it was like freaky Friday. We like switched countries or something, but we live (laughs) like the same exact life because I can relate to this. And me and you talk in visuals all the time. Like we're always being like, okay, well think about it in this way. And we'll use a very specific visual because it just makes sense. And you can start to like really visualize things in a different way and and manifest like we've been talking about. So I'm curious from this spiritual awakening, you start to really dive into your health and see these changes. And now you have a freaking program out called the holistic compass. Like tell us where this whole idea came from and how this was all birthed. Like we need to hear the whole 411 on this beautiful piece of work that you've created. Thank you. Well, yeah, it actually came to me during one of those meditations, but I had no idea what it was. I was like, it just came to me. I I downloaded it and I was like, okay. And so I wrote the first page and I was like, I have no idea what this is going to be, but I feel it's going to be something. And it got into a point two months ago, I think now where I was like, laying on the couch. It was a Saturday night. I was feeling really isolated. And I was like, no, I need to create this program because it came to me. And I had was listening to an audiobook where it said that these creative ideas come to you because you were supposed to deliver them. And if you don't deliver them, they'll go and find someone else who will share the message. So I was like, okay, I need to get remove the ego and I need to figure out what this message is. And so then I thought, all of this work has been leading up into this transformation that I've undergone. And a lot of it is tapping back into myself and like my intuition and my inner knowing and deepening my understanding uh, so that I can transform my health. I'm going to write this book in a way that can help past Georgia, like start of last year, who was like, please, somebody tell me how to eat. Somebody please tell me how to move my body. Like, what am I supposed to do? And this is supposed to be like an easy to use, like very actionable guide to figure out what lifestyle suits you. Because as I've said, we're all bio-individual and I just didn't see an approach out there that really encompassed that. And then now it's like a freaking incredible 100 plus page program. And I loved what you said too about when when an idea comes to you, it's meant to be expressed through you. I think it was in Big Magic. And I'm curious, like, was there ever a time where you're like, oh, no, like, this isn't really going to be anything. I'll just like keep on to this. Or like, what was the thing that you're like, no, we're doing this. This is going to be a program. Oh, it's so funny because it happened so quickly. I wrote it, shot all the, like the photography, worked with the photographer. Everything was done in a month and one week. And you look at it now and you're just like, what? And so I I think I, I wrote it 
And then I just sign on with you. And then I think I, even before our first session, I was like, okay, like, this is what we're going to be talking about. Like I just created a program and then I posted about it on TikTok and then the TikTok blew up and I was like halfway through writing about it. And I was like, wait, I, cause I've also been strongly believing that if your message is potent enough, the right people will hear it. And I've been trying to remove the ego away from delivering a message because I'm like, oh, who am I? Like a lot of imposter syndrome. Who am I to tell people like what to do? And it's just a guide. So I'm not telling you what to do. It's like you get to tell yourself what is best for you. And so it wasn't until I posted a TikTok about it that it started getting a lot of attention and it went viral. And I was just like, what? Like, this is about my program. Like people are actually wanting to hear this. And it was very simple. It was because I saw this big trend on there going around like that girl. And it was a lot of Pinterest style photos of like what this girl's lifestyle is. And you're using your imagination. And I truly believe that when you see that girl, you know, internally, you can be that girl because you're the one imagining it. Like it's just some photos that spark that inspiration. And so I was like, okay, well, if people want to be this girl, like here's a program, a holistic program so that you can transform yourself into the, your own expert on you. Cause you shouldn't be aiming just to be that girl. It should be the best version of you. And so I developed my four daily pillars, which are nourish movement, rest and joy. And so I was able to build those topics and really dive into each pillar on how I live my day, because I always make sure that I nourish my body that I move my body and that I'm resting and then doing at least one thing that sparks joy. And all of these different topics, they don't need to be your entire day. It can be like five minutes within your day that you'll truly see a difference because you, you don't need to start with a huge overhaul. It's really about incorporating one step at a time. Absolutely. And like I said, this guide is incredible. Like the fact that you even broke it out into those four pillars with action items. I mean, there's a grocery like list, a planner, uh, swap substitutes. Like you really went all in with this and it just shows you not only the wealth of knowledge that you have in this topic, but you were so embodied in the lifestyle you were living that it like flew out of you within that whole month. Like you weren't, you know, pulling at teeth, trying to figure out this program. And I would like to hear that. Like when people hear that you put this whole thing together in a month, I mean, the photography is amazing. Designing it is incredible. And you were also working. So like, what does it feel like to embody? What does it mean to you to like embody this lifestyle? I really want people to be able to help themselves because I was constantly seeking out other people to tell me what to do. And it's really about figuring out what you want to do and listening to that voice within. And I just hope that the guide, which it really did fly out of me. It was like one week and that thing was out. I was writing that thing at work in my lunch breaks, like frantically writing it, not sleeping. It was just it was crazy. And it was awesome because I was able to use my photography and graphic design and everything came together in like a full circle moment to be able to put this out into the world. Oh, and it looks so fucking good. I was like, 
wait, whoa, like the graphic design, the photography, the content, like it really, again, it just shows you when you're embodied in your work, you don't have to fake it. Like you weren't faking this because you were living it. And that's, that clearly translates in the program. So we're going to link this in the show notes so everybody can buy it because it's fucking incredible. And I want to talk to, I actually want to talk about TikTok because a, we got some questions about like TikTok tips, but actually that was something that we talk about a lot where people are like, Oh, I want all these followers. I just want to go viral. And that actually happened to you. And what did it feel like to go viral and like talk about even the email subscription thing that happened? Oh yeah. So I think with manifestation, I used to be very impatient and I was very impatient at the start of the year. And I really tuned into that. TikTok is a platform that allows us to go viral at this current moment. Like I don't think any other social media platform is truly giving creators that access to a a large audience. So if you can crack the code, as people say, and figure out like what works for your niche, then I was trying everything. But at first I was coming from a bit of like a desperate energy. And it wasn't until I really made an energetic agreement to one, working with you, an energetic agreement to creating this program and putting it out there. And also I actually had a session with an intuitive and she told me like, you need to let go of the, cause what I was doing was I was showing a pretty photo and then I was trying to deliver my message. And it's like, remove the pretty photo and just focus on delivering the message because the right people will hear that. Like nobody wants to see just something pretty these days. They want authenticity. And that is really what TikTok, they really love that. So I, I was posting like every day, I was really trying to figure out what worked for me. And I truly think that you have to go through so much experimentation. Like some people, it works off the first post. For me, it was after a bit of trial and error. Like I gave up for a a week. I was like, no, what am I doing? Like coming home, putting on makeup. It just wasn't working that way. And then until I made it not about me, it was like the secret sauce. And I was so focused on delivering things that were actually like educational and that were resources and that were intended on helping people. And that's when the people came. It felt like my spark went off and like I found my people. And that's what I'd been wanting after a a year of isolation. I was like, please, can I have some online community? Because I know people like me are out there or people that I can inspire in a positive influence. So yeah, I think that's when it started coming in. And then people were so interested in the program, but I knew it wouldn't be out for at least a month. I was like, I can work quick, but not that quick. Cause this is going to be quality. Like I need to have, it's got like over 150 pages, like 60 plus recipes. And I was like, okay, what's something that I can give people that's a really tangible tool. And so I made a morning and night routine menu. And with that, I knew I was able to get people to sign on for a newsletter to then let them know about the holistic compass and when it was ready and not just through my TikTok comments. So that's what I did. And I posted the morning and night routine menu. And the next morning I woke up with 1,500 email subscriptions, subscribers. That is crazy. (laughs) I messaged you and I was like, what? Just for context, everybody, I've had my email list for maybe, I don't know, six months and I have like less than 200 subscribers. So to wake up to 1500 and then I know it, it blew up more than that. Like, didn't you break the server at one point? 
Oh yeah. MailChimp wanted to charge me some ridiculous amount because every time you go over 500 email subscribers, it charges you like X amount. And I was like, Oh no, I'm going to have to find a different platform. So now it's worked out, but yeah, it's been crazy because it's been growing really quickly. And I I love adapting to the changes and I'm just so glad that it's out. (laughs) There is a point though, that like you've gone through this, I've gone through this where you're like, wait, this was the life I was like envisioning in my head, but it's here. Holy shit. Like, what did it feel like when you're like, like 1500 subscribers, you know, at this point you have thousands and thousands of followers on TikToks, views, et cetera. Like, what did that feel like? It felt very shocking. It was like a huge adrenaline rush. I am the type of person that my phone is on silent unless it's when I'm working for a family. And I turned on my notifications and it, the, it was crazy. Like I was in full on shock mode, but I, I just had to really work on grounding myself. And I still do that. It's not about me. It's about the message. And I constantly remind myself every morning of why I do what I do. And I think keeping that authenticity and removing the ego really strengthens your spark because people are going to be drawn to that. Cause I don't want to be one of those people within the health and wellness space that is like, if you don't do this, you're not healthy. Or like, this is like, there's no judgment here. It's here are some tools that you can bring into your life. And if they, if you don't vibe with them, that's fine. Cause there's so many different ways that you can work on your health. Oh, and I'm so glad you brought this point up of like removing the ego and it's not about you because I didn't grasp that for the longest time. I was like, well, it is about me. Like I'm the creator. I'm the one doing it. I'm the face behind it. And there becomes this point where you're like, I'm creating on behalf of a message and mission. And I'm like, I'm the chosen one to deliver it. And I choose to deliver it, but it doesn't mean you're, you're doing it. So people can be a replica of Georgia or a replica of Chelsea. It's like, no, I have figured out some things that have worked And if you're struggling, this may work for you too. And that shifts the whole thing because it actually takes some pressure off too of like, this message is bigger than me and you. This is like a a universal message that I am, again, I'm just like a channel to deliver it. I feel like that's like the way you're talking about the program for you. That's how coaching feels for me. Where when you're, when you guys are hearing how Georgia signed up with me and, and then this program flew out of her. I didn't tell her a damn thing about how to shoot recipes or write a guide. I don't even know how to do that. Like, I don't know how to shoot food recipes. I don't know graphic design. Like, and that's something that I want to touch on is just like the power of, of committing to something and like accountability. Because for me that this has always happened when I invest in something that, that actually like puts a financial commitment on the line, there is something subconsciously that's like, bitch, you better get to work and make this money and like show up. And I'm curious, like when you say it flew out of you, I know it's because you were embodying the lifestyle, but like, what was the, was the shift? Like why all of a sudden did you feel this need to like get this thing going? So I am a manifesting generator in human design and through figuring that out, I was like, well, I work very quickly when I set my mind to something and I knew I had to get it out because one, it was coming to me like somebody else was writing. And that's the weird thing. Like through all of this internal work, like in strengthening my intuition, it was like, I, I don't even know who wrote that. And I couldn't even read it. 
it's so I had to send it to my friend who is the editor. And I was like, I'm so sorry for what I'm about to send you. Cause I, I can't actually look back and read it. I don't know why there's resistance, but I feel like I'm supposed to just give it to someone else. Cause it's, it's out of me. I maybe I channeled it through. It's not about me anymore. Like, and my opinion of it, because it's really easy for these imposter syndrome feelings to come in when you're creating something that feels bigger than you, but really it's not. Yeah. Manifesting generators are like a whole beast of a person. All I am, I am surrounded by manifesting generators. My partner is one, like half my clients are MGs. My best friend is all my mentors. Like everybody is a manifesting generator. And the other thing that, that pops up as you're talking about this too, is like, I feel like when you, when you said, I want to just give it to my friend and like have her check it out. You really did. When you say channel, like you did kind of channel it and birth it. And it's like, I just birthed something that was a like crazy idea that is now a physical reality. And that is a manifestation. Like you manifested this incredible program. It was a thought in your mind. You took action to get that shit done. And now it's in people's hands. Like what an incredible manifestation. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so happy that it's out there and I didn't let myself get in the way of it because I could have easily, I think that's why I moved through it really quickly because I didn't want to um, start doubting it because I knew it was going to be really a useful tool. For sure. It's so useful. It's so incredible. And I love what you're saying. Like the whole tagline is like becoming your, the own expert. What is it? Becoming your own expert, becoming your own expert on you. Becoming your own expert on you. Like so incredible because you're not putting yourself on a pedestal. And and that's the point I'm trying to make here is like, this is not like, Hey, be like Georgia and, and be another version of Georgia. It's like, no, these are really universal tools and principles that could vastly enhance your life. And that's my favorite part about it is like, this is, this is a program that you can tell was written from your heart and soul. And that is going to change so many lives. And I'm just so fucking happy that you wrote it because it is beautiful, gorgeous wealth of knowledge. And like, who knows what's coming next? I'm like, if you did that in a month, like what is going to happen by the end of 2021? It's going to be like an (laughs) empire. It's incredible. Yeah. I don't know. I just knew that something big was coming this year. It's just a feeling and I'm just like rolling with it. I love it. I am so, so happy for you. And I want to end with one final question that I ask all my guests, which this whole podcast, funny enough, your whole tagline is like becoming your own expert on you. This podcast is called in my non-expert opinion. And so I'm curious, what are you not an expert in that you wish you were? Hmm. I'm not, this is so random that it's coming to mind, but I wish I was an expert on cat behavior because (laughs) I feel like I'm almost there. I feel like a cat whisperer, but it would be so cool to really understand as much as we know about cats, especially like wild cats. Yeah, I'm surrounded by cats, so (laughs) that would be cool. I love it. I have been deep into our planet and same thing. Like whenever the wild cats come on, the jaguars, the panthers, I'm like, ah, this is mesmerizing. So that is definitely the most unique answer I have heard on this podcast, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for sharing. And I know you're a manifesting generator. You're always putting new things out, but what are some ways that people can work with you right now? So right now I do have a couple spots opening up for one-on-one coaching, which you can check out on my website. Yay. 
Yeah, it's so exciting. Um, and then I have my holistic, the holistic compass program, and I am slowly opening up creative direction. Yeah, check out the creative direction because Georgia knows what the hell she's doing with her photography, her branding, her graphic design. Like it's absolutely incredible. And you can tell that you embody what you teach, which is like why I wanted to have you on this podcast because I feel like when you truly embody and integrate what you're learning, it is easy to share because again, you're not faking it. And I just love that you're like a walking testimonial for your own work. So thank you so much for opening up and sharing your story. And I am so excited for people to grab your program. We're going to link everything in the show notes and definitely take advantage of working with Georgia one-on-one because as you can see, she's a living embodiment of her work and it's going to be so helpful. Thank you so much. Your everyday support just is truly been so amazing. So well, thank you. Even course. being on this podcast was a manifestation. <laughs> Yay. Look at that. Like manifesting generator, truly manifesting things left and right. So I loved having you on and thank you so much, everybody. Be sure to link up with Georgia in the show notes. And if you loved what you're hearing, be sure to tag us in Instagram stories and let us know what your favorite part is. Georgia, what's your handle? at Georgia Ferraris underscore. Amazing. We'll be sure to link that in show notes. And thank you so much. Thank Love you. Love having this conversation. <laughs> Me too. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. And if you loved what you heard, some ways you can support the podcast are by tagging us on Instagram stories. You can leave a review, subscribe, and DM me. I absolutely love DMs. They're my favorite. Words of affirmation is my love language. So truly, they absolutely make my day. And don't forget, if you leave a review, I will send you a free guided meditation. So just take a screenshot of your review and then send it over to info at chelsearipe.com and you will get that free guided meditation as a thank you for your support. Be sure to follow Georgia. We are going to link everything in the show notes. She has the Holistic Compass, which is her digital program. She has one-on-one health coaching available and she offers creative direction. She is definitely a jack or queen of all trades and you're going to absolutely love working with her no matter what offer you choose. And again, I will link all that in show notes. And regarding coaching with me, I did open up one-on-one spots for mindset slash business coaching. You do not need to have a business. This could also be if you want to change careers or you're just feeling stuck in life and don't know what those next steps are, this would make sense for you. Or if you do have a business and you're trying to launch it or get it off the ground or just refine it, then this coaching would also make sense for you. And then just yesterday, I opened up four spots for podcast coaching. As you can probably tell, I fucking love podcasting and I would love for everybody to have a podcast. It is truly one of the best ways to connect with your audience and really tell stories in a way that's not censored on Instagram or shortened or dependent on views or engagements. It is such a raw and real way to share your voice. And I am so passionate about helping people launch their own that I'm opening opening up those four spots for coaching. So if you want to consider that as an option, you can also just email me at info at chelsearipe.com or slide in my DMs at Chelsea Ripe and we will discuss. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. I will see you next week. 